This week is Brain Awareness Week, which sounds like a bit of an odd statement, but it's essentially a week in the year when many of the major institutions in the world promote the latest work they're doing to protect and improve our greatest asset, our brains. That's why this is the perfect time to introduce our 10 pillars of brain care. These are the principles that we've developed over the last couple of years as a team after writing over 150 newsletters based on science journals and research about what science says on how to take care of your brain, plus over 100 interviews with world-leading experts, and most importantly, a ton of customer feedback from our very own community of Heights customers. That's you. Whilst it's not yet its own exact science, that's what we're working towards, and this will give you a little idea of what we're building towards at Heights. So let's get into it. Number one, well, won't surprise you, nutrition. Did you know that 99% of us don't get the right nutrition our brains need from our diets? It's because it's really hard to do. Research suggests that the MIND diet is the best one to follow for long-term brain health. Based on the Mediterranean diet and the DASH dietary approaches to stop hypertension diet, It encourages foods specifically chosen for their impact on brain health and helps to prevent cognitive decline. But this is what it looks like. Green leafy vegetables five times a week, five plus different coloured fruits and vegetables every day, berries five times a week, five plus servings of nuts a week, olive oil five times a week, whole grains five times a week, oily fish two times a week, or take an algae-based omega-3 supplement, legumes and pulses five times a week, white meat and mix of plant-based proteins twice a week, vitamin D supplement, minimal processed foods, no more than one glass of wine a day, one to two coffees a day or tea maximum, and two litres of water a day. There has to be an easier way, right? And that is why we developed the Smart Supplement, which as you know by now, I hope, has everything that your brain needs according to science, including the nutrients from that whole list in two daily capsules. If you're curious to find out how your diet measures up, you can take the brain nutrition assessment to find out. You can see that in the show notes or on our website. Number two, breath. Most of us are under constant chronic stress, always being on and juggling work, life, deadlines, admin, social engagements, and home responsibilities can mean that our stress response is triggered many times throughout the day. Breathing doesn't take any conscious thought, it just happens. But how you breathe is directly related to how you react and vice versa. If you're stressed, the chances are that your breathing is rapid, shallow, and only into your chest. Breathing this way is exciting to your nervous system, but not in a good way, and it triggers a stress response, putting you in a reactive state. A consistent practice of slowing down the breath creates change in the way you naturally respond to stress. Every day, try to take one minute and breathe slowly in and out just six times. Repeat as often as you like. Now, if you're on Clubhouse, we host breathwork sessions almost every day in Brain Care Club. Now, mindfulness, number three. Mindfulness can encompass quite a lot of different things, from gratitude and journaling to yoga or a really good shower. All it needs from you is to be completely present. One of the main ways to include mindfulness in your day is meditation. Along with a lot of other benefits, it also helps to train your brain to be more mindful in other areas of your life too. Now, meta-study analyses have attested to the effect meditation has on both your nervous system and, just as excitingly, in your brain, from the regulation of stress response to thickening your grey matter in the areas of attention and emotion regulation. If you're on Clubhouse, we host meditation sessions every day in Brain Care Club. 
Hydration. We all need two to three litres of water per day, plus an extra glass for every tea, coffee, or alcoholic drink we have. The brain is a thirsty organ. And if you're as little as one to three percent dehydrated, it impacts your focus, memory, and concentration. And by the time you're aware that you're thirsty or your lips are dry, you're way more than 3% dehydrated. Here are a few of our favorite hydration hacks. You can put a large glass of water by your bed and drink it first thing in the morning when you wake up before you put the kettle on. You can make it easy to drink water at work, buy a water bottle to sip from while you're at your desk, or fill a large water jug you commit to finishing throughout the day. Download a water app that sends you push notifications to remind you to drink. I know that might sound silly, but it's worth it if it makes you feel better. Pillar number five is rest. Evolution gives us a pretty good indication of how important sleep is for the brain. Instructions for a daily rest are hardwired into our DNA. We can survive for longer without food than we can without sleep. So what was the evolutionary advantage for our cave-dwelling ancestors to lie down with our eyes closed as predators prowled around outside? Why haven't we evolved not to sleep? And especially for today's workaholics, the idea of switching off for the recommended seven to nine hours each night can feel like a threat to career survival. We need to stop thinking about sleep as switching off. Quite the reverse. Sleep is an active process for repairing and enhancing brain performance and is essential for a healthy brain. Even a cheeky 10-minute nap can improve mood and memory, and if that's not a benefit of working from home, I don't know what is. Listen to our episode on rest with Alex Sujun Kim Pang on this podcast to learn more. Now, movement number six. Our bodies and brains are designed for and need lots of regular movement throughout the course of the day. So yes, absolutely leap around your living room, do your downward dogs and squeeze in a quick 5k, but it's important for your brain to make sure you're generally moving throughout the day too. Walking is an easy solution our brains adore and are built to profit from. Lots of regular, reliable, rhythmic, up-tempo walking throughout the day stimulates the production of molecules, promoting brain health and even brain resilience to the effects of chronic stress. Number seven is compassion. The act of caring, either for yourself or others, triggers the parasympathetic nervous system. When this is engaged is when we are at our healthiest. We can positively affect our health by consciously making this shift into compassion, but it does take some work. With time and practice, like building into your daily brain care habits, kindness and compassion can actually shrink the area of your brain associated with the flight or flight response, the amygdala, making room for other areas of the brain to increase in size. Being genuinely kind and compassionate can even help you live longer. Seriously. Just listen to Dr. Jim Doty on compassion on this podcast to learn more. Number eight is learning. Continuous learning throughout your life is a great way to encourage neuroplasticity, the brain's ability to change and adapt. This is important because a flexible brain is more easily able to learn and pick up new skills, recover from brain injuries or disease, adapt to new situations, access memory, protect itself from cognitive decline, And generally learning something new provides an opportunity for a new neural connection to be created in the brain. Take the word apple, for example. The brain creates a new neural pathway between the visual of an apple, the word in your native language, the sound of the word in your new language, as well as the spelling of it, and commits all of that to a memory that you can access whenever you need to say apple in the new language. See? Lots of new connections that require an intense amount of attention, changing the brain's neuroplasticity. You can learn more about neuroplasticity in Dr. Tara Swartz's episode on this Brain Care podcast too. Number nine is digital diet. 
Our lives are increasingly digital dependent, but do you ever consider its impact on your brain and mental health? Apps, notifications, fitness trackers, who you follow and how you consume social media all have huge impacts on your brain. Some good, some not so great. Looking at your digital diet through a brain care lens essentially means being mindful of your consumption. Here's what it could look like for you. Making sure to have some screen-free time in the day. Unfollowing accounts that don't make you feel good. Allocating faff around time or work time so one doesn't melt into the other. Paying attention to how your data is being used. Noticing your relationships with your tech and using different tech for work and leisure. You can listen to technology and mental health with Dr. Rachel Kent on this podcast to learn more about that. And number 10, a random act of self-care. Of course, these pillars are just for starters. Every person is unique and no one knows your brain better than you do. So for the 10th pillar of brain care, it's kind of like a choose your own adventure, a random act of self-care or indeed a deliberate one that your brain will thank you for. Here are some ideas to get you started. You could go to therapy explore binaural beats or flow state music, give yourself a distraction-free focus hour, dance, sing, or get creative, be intimate with yourself or a partner. Whatever you choose, remember that building habits takes time. So don't try them all at once, get frustrated, and then just give up. Brain care is the single most important behavior system you can build into your life to help you feel better, think clearer, and live longer. And that is why Heights exists. To explore more of these brain care behaviors and habits, head to yourheights.com forward slash brain care. Thanks for listening.